Welcome to Hope for All Nations, a podcast by Calvary Worship Center Broadcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in the presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. Today we are going to look at the the rest of chapter 5 of Hebrews. We are looking at Hebrews chapter 5. Last Sunday we look at from verses 1 to 10. If you are here for the first time, we are studying the book of Hebrews that we call Awakening. 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 Let me encourage you to share the link. Let me encourage you to bless somebody because this message is going to bless somebody. Amen. Are you ready? Hebrews chapter 5. Of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Paul is saying there's more I would like to reveal based on what I've been teaching on Christ as our high priest. But you can't grasp it. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, a baby. I don't understand why wives call their husband babe. And then you stand up and complain why your your husband is being childish. That's another sermon. But solid food, oh, did did, did I get into trouble? Please, uh, forget that. I didn't mean to say that. Erase it. Erase, erase, erase. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So I'm using as a title today, Baby Believers. Somebody say age. Paul said there is some things I would like to unravel, but you're not ready because you are still behaving like infants. Speaking to the to the church. How do we know that we are growing? How do you know that you are not being a baby Christian? If you look at your life the past year or two or three, can can you see a difference? Or are you still craving for diapers and baby milk? Today we are going to know whether you are a baby Christian or not based on exactly what Paul has said. So in these short verses, 11, 12, 13, and 14, it talks about three things. First, the condition of immaturity. Then he talks about the causes. What causes immaturity? And then he talks about the cure. How do we overcome immaturity? How do we move from babies to maturity? So let's start with the first one, the condition. So like I said, Paul is, those of you who were here last week, is talking about something deep. So that, let me pick from verse 9. We talk about Christ as a high priest from the line of Melchizedek. 
And he's being tempted to go deeper. He said, having been perfected, he became the altar of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, Paul is going to some realms. And then he says, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain. You, don't, you won't get it since you have become dull of hearing. Now, that statement, dull of hearing, you'll find it throughout the Bible. It means that somebody who hasn't got the ability to grasp revelation. Somebody who is not ready for deep things or not interested in deep things. Dull of hearing means that you are not ready to hear, understand what God is saying for you at this moment. Your ears are almost blocked. In fact, in John chapter 12, John chapter 12, verse 27. But for this purpose, I came to this, uh, I came to this hour. And Jesus, and Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. Then the Bible says, a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and we glorify it again. God is speaking. Jesus is speaking to God and God responds. Now, I want you to watch something in this verse. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it attended. They heard nothing. God just spoke, and all that they heard was thunder because they are dull of hearing. Some of you come to church, all that you hear is this yelling African guy from Timbuktu. You don't get everything you hear is just thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. How can people just miss that? We miss it all the time. Because our years have not been positioned to hear God's voice. So every day, instead of hearing God's voice, we hear thunder. But God speaks. And he always speaks. But many of us, we hear noise. Because our years are blocked. You see, when your ears are blocked, it affects you in ways that you may never know. In fact, according to Jesus, if you may, in Matthew chapter 13, he tells us the consequences of dull hearing. For these people's heart is worse gross. And their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes, they have closed. This is what happens when your ears are are closed and you can't hear. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Two things. When you have dull of hearing, God said, one, you don't experience conversion. Somebody say conversion. Why is that important? Because you stop 
or delay your own transformation process. When you are dull of hearing, you don't get converted. Your growth stops. That is why you are still in diapers, although you've been a Christian for 20 years. Because when you hear, your conversion continues. He said, one, that they should be converted, and two, that they should be healed. It affects your cure. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. The word of God activates what God is doing in your heart. But when you are dull of hearing, conversion doesn't take place, or your conversion is slowed, and you don't experience God's powerful healing. Think about that for a moment. So we need to pray today, you and I, myself included, that God will remove any dullness in our ears so that we will not hear noise. The world that we live in is so crowded and there are so many voices and noise fighting for attention. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, he said, be careful what you hear. Because what you hear can truly affect your destiny. So let me ask you today, what are you hearing? Are you hearing God or are you hearing noise? Or what have you chosen to hear? Some of us, we have dull hearing because we have selective hearing. We choose what we want to hear. As I'm preaching right now, some of you, you're even on your phone. I see you. Don't, don't hide that phone. I see you. Let me check on my text messages. Let me check on my emails. Let me respond to that. Your ears have become dull. In other words, your ears are not attractive to the deep things of God. Paul said, I can't go there. This is your condition. Your ears are dull. Oh, Father in heaven, we pray that you open our ears to hear the voices of heaven. Oh, God, we pray that you open our ears that we shall hear the sound of heaven. Somebody say sight. Somebody say sound. In fact, when you read the book of Revelation, you need to have sight and sound. Otherwise, oh, Jesus, help me. Otherwise, you will not catch it. Everywhere you read, the Bible says, see. Let me show you this. Let me show you that. Let me show you that. You got to let God open your eyes. And in the book of Revelation, you hear, I hear the sound, the sound, the sound, the sound, the sound, the sound. You need sight and you need sound. If you are going to go far in your Christian life, you have to pray that God will open your eyes to see. And your ears to hear. Are you still with me? We are talking about the condition of their immaturity. They are dull of hearing. And Paul is saying, I can't go deep with you. Let's look at the cause of their immaturity. What is causing that? Let's look at the causes. The first thing Paul said is that you have unproductive days. 
In other words, you have been a Christian for so long and your years, you have nothing to show for, for it. That's very deep. Look at verse 12. Let's start with verse 12. He said, you have, been, you have been believers so long. Your years have become unproductive. Now you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. When you see a Christian who has been a Christian for five years, 10 years, 15 years, those years must show something, must show some fruit. Remember the story in Matthew 21? Please don't get quiet on me. We are going somewhere. The Bible says, see a fig tree by the road. Oh, can I go? Are you still with me? Or oh, I've lost you. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it. The tree has nothing to show. It's only showing leaves, beautiful leaves, but no fruits. And some of us, that's where we are, beautiful leaves. We can sing the songs. We can go to church, but we, we have no fruit to show. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. I can deceive myself, I can deceive my wife, but I cannot deceive God. Am I growing or am I just showing leaves? Unproductive days. You have become a Christian so long, but you have nothing to show for it. We have to grow. You see, my friends, there are three stages of maturity. The first stage, you are fed by others. The second stage, you learn to feed yourself. And the third stage, you feed others. This is God's natural growth. You don't even need to teach a child this process. Those of you who have kids, you know what I'm talking about. You start feeding them, a time comes when the child refuses to be fed. He said, I want to feed myself because genetically, God has planted this independent in his creation. I know mothers who want to feed their children till they are 80 years old. You, 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 you did not hear me. They want to feed them till they are 80 years old. And some of these men, they like it. Mama, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. I miss my mama, 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 feed me. No! A time comes when the child, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Refuses to eat. Give me the spoon I want to feed myself. Where does that come from? You didn't teach them. It is ingrained in nature. The child is saying, the same way you don't teach the child how to roll or sit or stand or start walking. It is imbued into man to keep moving forward. So when you're a Christian, you have become a baby and you still want to be fed all the time, you are against even creation. And many of us, we want to be fed. We don't want to feed ourselves. They give you the spoon, you throw it away. Feed me. Where is your spoon? I don't know. I don't know where it went. 
turn to somebody and say, grow up. They didn't hear you. As long as they don't slap you, you are in a, a safe place. This is the only place you can say it and you'll be fine. Say it again, grow up. Paul said, there are three stages. And he emphasizes these stages in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. He said, you then, my, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. How do you become strong in God's grace? Have you experienced grace? Be strong in it. When you are not moving forward, you are not being strong. You are taking grace for granted. Because grace will force you to grow. Be strong in the grace. And he said, the things that you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, I have fed you. You have heard me. Now feed others and trust it to reliable people who will also teach others. Are you hear what I'm saying? So I feed you. I feed you, you feed yourself, and what do you do? You feed ahead. That's growth. So where are you in this growth? Are you still being fed? Feed me, feed me, feed me, Pastor Sam. Feed me, feed me, feed me. I'm going for my feeding. I'm going for my feeding. Are you feeding somebody? Are you feeding yourself so that you can feed somebody? Paul explains, thank you. Where are you in these three stages of maturity? You've been fed. Are you feeding yourself or are you feeding others? Then he talks about the next thing, about the causes and signs of immaturity. Not only unproductive, he said, by this time, you should be teaching others and yet you still want to be taught. Those are unproductive days and years. Are you following me? Then the next thing he talks about in the same verse is unheeded doctrine. Unheeded doctrine. He said, look, your years have been wasted. I have taught you things. It seems like I have to teach you over and over again. Give me verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you ought to move from being fed to feeding yourself to feeding others. You need someone to teach you again. You want to be fed again the first principles of the oracles of God. You still need the basics. Some of us, we don't want to move away from kindergarten. I love kindergarten. A for apple. Is, is that for kindergarten or grade one? My, my, I know you've been a teacher for how many years? 40 years? At least 40. Let's give a hand to Wendy. God bless you. For, you know, I have trauma. Or can I expose my broken? I have trauma from my kindergarten years. But you change that. Uh, You are the most beautiful, most caring kindergarten teacher in my life. And God bless you. And you taught my kids. Now listen to me. If you haven't met, how many of you have issues with kindergarten? Let me see you by hand. God bless you. May may he heal you. Please come and say hello to her. She will become your healing. A for apple. B for what? 
Yeah, you remember C for what? D for what? Some of you are like that. You have not gone beyond A for apple, B for boy. As soon as we start giving you some meat pasta, some A for apple, I don't want to go to grade one. And you, you meet sometimes kids like that. I want, I love my grade, my kindergarten teacher. I don't want to go. We have either forgotten about the basics or we just love the basics so well. I see people go on YouTube everywhere watching very basic fundamental teachings because that's what they want. They want to hear the basic. You don't need to tell me that you are in, in, in kindergarten. Just the way you respond, the way you react to situation can tell me you are still in kindergarten. I'm not going to that church again. Why? I don't like the pastor. You are behaving like a kindergarten kid. Your behavior shows that you have not gone past kindergarten. Everybody is broken. We are all broken. We all have issues. If you are looking for a church where nobody will trouble you, you will never find it. You are still in kindergarten. My maturity says that that person who spoke to me unkindly is still under construction. God forgive him, I pray for him. That's maturity. It's like, I don't want to go and see anybody again. I'm quarreling with that person. I'm this. You are still a baby. There are things, the way you behave, the way you react to situations shows that you are not growing. You want to be fed. You want attention. I'm not coming to church because pastor did not say hello to me. I was sick. And this is a true story. People are, people are sick. They don't tell us they are sick. And they are angry that we don't call them they are sick. We are not omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. How do I know that you are sick if you don't tell me? Well, you are supposed to know. You are the shepherd. Nobody visits me. I visit everybody. Nobody visits me, so I'm not going to check. You are a baby. You are supposed to be feeding others, encouraging others. You want to say, feed me, feed me, take care of me, take care of me. Oh, my pacifier just fell down. Put it on my mouth. We still need our pacifiers. We are still complaining. We want attention. We want everything. You find them in every church. A lot of pacified Christians in the body of Christ. And pastors are running, looking for a pacifier. I have three kids. All of them, I try to give them pacifier and they will spill it out. Except one. One of them, when I put the pacifier, accepted it and didn't want to let go. And that was a mistake. And I had pacifiers all in my house. Every corner, you open a window, you see a pacifier. If that kid doesn't have pacifier, hell will break loose. Then one day, we couldn't find a pacifier. My wife will tell you. I look everywhere. And I checked the time. It was 10.30 p.m. Every shop is closed. My wife said, I don't care where you go. Go out there and find me a pacifier. 
I drove through all the streets of Vancouver, finding a pacifier. As she stopped crying, no. Hey, Superstore was closed. Walmart was closed. Everywhere, even 7-Eleven, they don't sell pacifiers. Then finally, I can't remember where, I stumbled into it, and I said, give me 20. The lady looked at me and said, you want 20? I said, is that all that you've got? Give me everything. I said to myself, never again will I miss pacifier. Some of you are like that. I always keep my pacifier at the back of my pocket. Pastor Sam! I need to talk to you! Turn to someone and say, are you like that? If they are like that, give them a pacifier. Give them a pacifier. Give them a pacifier. The third sign of an immaturity, or are you okay or are you annoyed with me? I'm just preaching the Bible. I'm just preaching the Bible. Paul said, he said the, sec, the third thing is you find about the, the causes of this immaturity is unhealthy diet. Unhealthy diet. Not only do they want basic teachings, they want basic teachings. They also want the food processed. Processed food. Pre-digested food. Take me back again to Hebrews 12. We are still here at 12. We haven't gone far. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. That's the first part. The first principles, first principle, the second part. And the third part, you have come to need milk and not solid food. In other words, you can feed me, but I want it pre-digested. Who did that? I have nothing to do with this, please. Blame the person doing. Okay, I'll wait for you. Milk is pre-digested. There's no chewing. There's no work. Just swallow. I don't want the work of chewing the meat. Get it chewed. Get it processed. And this is where many of us, sometimes we find ourselves just pre-digested. Sermons are pre-digested. You can't live on sermons all your life. I have done it, broken it into pieces, and I'm feeding it to you. That's just the beginning. After a while, you have to learn to do your own breaking and chewing. And today we have become so lazy, and I'm going to go there, I'm going to offend some of you, but that's okay. Some of you, all the teaching you get is on the internet. From one preacher to the other, every day, one preacher to the other. Oh, have you listened to this preacher? Have you watched this preacher? What about you? When was the last time you took the word of God and you read it and you caught a revelation? Why are you waiting for the preacher always to break it, break it, break it, break it for you? Don't we all have the same Bible? You want pre-digested food all the time. Oh, I have to listen to my sermon. My sermon, even your devotion. I, I, I need to read what somebody says about the voice. I need some devotion to help me here. 
What about you reading the word of God? Wait upon God. Let him break it for you. That's growth. If you're always depending on sermons and sermons and teachings and that and books, everything, all your growth depends on others feeding. Now you are quiet. Now I'm, I'm very sad. Maybe I should preach on. Do you want me to go for A for Apple? Paul said, I want to teach you something. I have something, but you are not ready because you want milk. You are not ready to take what you have heard and take it to another level. Read the verses. Every day we give you verses. Take it home and read it, read it again and catch even deeper revelation than what Pastor Sam is saying. No, 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 I don't have time for that. My, my tooth, I've got a toothache. I just want milk. So give me milk. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Steady. Learn to eat. Learn to break. Steady to show yourself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Whom is he talking about? You. You have to learn to divide the truth yourself. Read it yourself. The Holy Spirit that is on every preacher, on every teacher, every man of God, that same Holy Spirit is upon you. That same grace is upon you. That same anointing is upon you. That you must be able to take the word of God, read it. Ah, And I, two weeks ago, we taught you how to read the Bible and understand it. Go into it. Take references. Read it again. Take um, concordance. Read it again. This is a sign of maturity. You are growing. You are going beyond feed me, feed me, feed me. The fourth thing he talks about about these courses is not only unhealthy diet, he talks about unnatural development. First of all, they, they are not hearing. They are on bi- very bad diet. They want to be fed. And they are not growing. This is a result. So verse 13 talks about if you live like this, want ABC, feed me, feed me. This is what happens. For everyone who partakes only... Now, you may be a new believer. By all means, you need milk. You need ABC before you can get, get to grade two. I have met some of you. You want to get to grade five, and you haven't been through kindergarten. I met a brother like that. He said, Pastor, as soon as he became a Christian, Pastor, I want to start a Bible study. I said, grade one. I said, you have to start from kindergarten. No, 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 I know. I have listened to Chastale. I said, grade one. Go back, drink milk. Otherwise, if your foundation is weak, it doesn't take much. And that's exactly what happened to him. Before we knew it, his life has been turned upside down because the foundation is weak. By all means, if you're a new believer, please stay on the milk. But we can't stay on it forever. After a while, you got to tell the person, please give me the bottle, give me the spoon. I want to feed myself. For he's a babe. If you partake of milk all the time, the Bible says you are a baby. 
And babies, obviously, are not growing. What kind of baby is that? You are a baby and you stay a baby and all your life you will become a baby. And you have all these years, there's nothing to show forth. That's what the Bible is saying. Okay. So, so we've talked about the condition. When we don't hear right, we're not ready to receive dull of hearing. Number two, we talk about the causes when we are not ready for, to move on to it. Now let's, let me give you the cure. Paul talks about the next verses, how to go to the next steps. Are you ready? All right. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I taught as a child. But when I became a man, I put away what? Tell somebody to put away childish things. Come on, tell them, tell them. It's time to grow, to go deep. Nobody can chew for you. you there are some things you got to chew yourself. There are some truths you need to receive yourself. Jesus told Peter, Jesus said to the people, whom do men say I am? And they were giving him digested food. Some say you are the prophet. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are this. Jesus said, stop giving me pre-digested food. Whom do you say I am? What about you? What is your revelation? You are telling me what others think about me. But what do you think about me? And Peter stood up and said, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. The son of the living God. And, and Jesus told Peter, Peter, you have caught a revelation. No flesh and blood has revealed this to you. But my father, and he said, you know what he said? He said, upon this truth, what truth? This revelation, I will build my church. God is building his church based on truth, revelation. When I ask about Christ, will you tell me about what others say or you tell me about your own personal encounter? You see, there comes a time in your life if you haven't encountered Jesus Christ personally, there are some things you cannot go through. Your parents' teaching, Pastor Stam teaching, your friends' teaching can take you so far. You have to learn. Even Job said, I have heard with the hearing of my ears, but now my eyes have seen you. Every person must have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. That at that point you say, I know that I know that I know. Because I have encountered him. I have experienced him personally. Otherwise, that is what others said. Maybe it's not true. But have you personally met him? This is what God told me. I read the word. This is what he told me. How do we move to maturity? Write this down. No, number one has to do with content. 
what you put in, what you eat. Verse 14, content. But solid food is for the mature. How do I grow? Eat solid food. Even your child at a point will reject milk. Although, mind you, I've seen some children, they are walking and they are still wanting breast milk. Have you met kids like that? I have even met mothers feeding, breastfeeding their children. Two years old. Oh, four years old. Oh, mercy. They are, and part of it is the mothers. They just don't want their children to grow. They, they use the breast milk as a way of compensation. Yeah, if you do this, mama will give you, you are destroying the child. There comes a child, a time after what, six months, mothers tell me I'm not a mother, so who, what can I say? At what point do you start changing milk? After six months, right, mothers? Can I agree? Oh, some of you are not sure. <laughs> They're like, whatever, I drank milk till I was a year old, so whatever. Okay, please, I'm not judging you, okay? If you drank milk till you were one, that's okay. I mean, there's no brokenness issue here. Okay, it's okay. But there's a point when the mother has to say, I have to wean you off milk. Gradually begin to take the milk, gradually begin to take you off, and gradually begin to feed you stuff because the child is not going to grow just on milk. He has to learn to eat some solid food. Turn to somebody and say, eat some solid food. I'm talking about content. Start eating and chewing some bones. Eating some meat, chew it. In chewing it, that's where growth takes place. It's, I want to talk to you about child of God, Mechizedek and some doctrines. Doctrines of the last days. These days, every person has become an end time Bible expositor. Pastor Sam, you know that's the Antichrist? That's the Antichrist. I said, where, where did you hear this from? Oh, I watched this video. I watched, Be quiet. Read the Bible yourself. Some of you, day and night, day and night, you are feeding on some of these conspiracy nonsense. Do you know Putin is the Antichrist? Do you know Putin is the Antichrist? Putin is the Antichrist. Putin is the Antichrist. I said, what is it? People are watching videos, TikTok, things. Whoa, 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 whoa. You are feeding. Stop. You have the Bible. Everything is in the Bible. You want to know what the Bible says about the Antichrist? It's in the Bible. In fact, he described the Antichrist, gave an autobiography. The Antichrist himself says who he is. Now, I'm not saying don't watch sermons, don't by all means, but let them be complimentary, not your main food. Learn to go deep. Go beyond John 3, 16. Study the book of Romans. That's solid food. What is your favorite verse? John 3, 16. 10 years later, John 3, 16. 25 years later, John 3, 16. Some of you have read John all your life. Oh, I said it. I said it. What? I meet people. What, what, what are you studying? John. John is for babies. That's a begin. Every new Christian must read the book of John. But you, some of you, you have stopped. Read Leviticus. I said Leviticus. Go and study some Melchizedek stuff. Read about the book of Ephesians. Read about Hebrews. 
Revelation, book of Daniel, study the prophets. Solid food. Content, number two, commitment. First thing, first, Paul said you must learn to eat solid food if you're going to grow. Then the next verse, but solid food is for mature, the content. Who have constant use have trained themselves. Emphasize train. Growth is a training process. I was talking to somebody. He said, Pastor Sam, can I tell you something? I said, yep. He said, you know, once, once you start hitting 60, you begin to lose muscles. I said, really? Where did they go? He said, well, you shrink. Do you know that? You shrink when you're growing? I don't like that. Why do you shrink? Anyway, that's a different sermon. But you shrink, so you need to start exercising. I said, I hate the gym. He said, well, you better. That's after a certain age, you have to learn to grow your own muscles. Train. You go to the gym. I'm talking about spiritual gym. When you're a child of God, you don't grow by osmosis. You train yourself. How do you train yourself? You get into prayer. You train yourself. You get into the word of God. You train yourself. You get into fellowship. You, I'm talking about ingredients for growth. Read the word. Pray always. Get into church. Hear sermons. Take the Bible. Read them. Compare your notes. Train yourself. I told you two Sundays ago, you don't learn the Bible by putting it under your pillow. I said it. Some of you, you think, it, that's not how osmosis happens in certain areas, but not in the Bible. By sleeping in the, on the Bible, the Bible doesn't enter your mind. The Bible says steady it. It didn't say sleep upon it. Oh, Pastor Sam, I'm, I'm, I'm having bad dreams. So I put the Bible under my pillow. Oh, some of you have done that. The way you are looking at me, look, you've done that. Somehow that's your protection. The Bible as it is, is just a book. But it becomes a spirit. When you read it and you begin to speak it, it becomes alive. Otherwise, it's just paper. Learn to train yourself. When I wake up in the morning, I'm praying, I'm training myself. I'm developing spiritual muscles. When I wake up in the morning, I start reading the, my Bible. I am training myself. I'm developing spiritual muscles. When I go to church and I go to Bible study, I am training myself. I'm developing spiritual muscles. Who have constant use, train themselves. Some of you, you wake up 5 a.m. to go to the gym. But you can't wake up 5 a.m. to pray and read the Bible. Yes, I said it. For this body that can only last you for 90 years, I'm talking about your soul that will last forever. If I were you, I would Paul said bodily exercise profitess a little. By all means, go to the gym. But the profit is very minute. But spiritual exercise profitess for eternity. 
If he can spend an hour on the on the treadmill, you can spend an hour praying. If not, you've got your priorities upside down. You want to be buff. Buff for what? For 90 years, you are dead. Some of you are laughing at me, but you know what I'm talking about. You don't miss your 5 a.m. gym, and yet your prayer life is like 10 minutes. Train yourself spiritually, and you'll find a difference. By all means, exercise. By all means, be good on your diet. But more than that, train your spirit. Pastor Sam, what are you doing? I am in my spiritual gym. Before you know it, I have developed muscles. Demons run away from me. Develop your spiritual muscles by training yourself constantly. Can I give you one more as I finish? The third thing it talks about is comprehension. Comprehension. Say so first, change your diet. You have to change your content of your diet. Eat well. Number two, learn to train yourself. Make the commitment to train your spirit. And then finally, it says in verse 14, come, come with me. But solid food is for the mature content who by constant use have trained themselves. That is the next one, commitment, to distinguish good from evil. In other words, the way you grow as a Christian is that you don't keep on committing the same mistakes over and over and over again. That's what children do. You begin to know between good and evil. This is good for me. That's not good for me. The way you grow is that you learn to put away childish things. There are areas in your life that are just childish things. There are places you can no more go as a child of God. Nobody can make that decision for you. You make it for yourself. Look, I can't do this anymore. If you are going to grow, you have to learn to move on from certain mistakes and certain sins. Because when you're a baby, you don't, the baby will do the same thing all over again. That is why you baby-proof your house. Because babies at this time don't know what is right. You may tell them 20 times, they will go to the same place over and over again. A time will come when they are grown up, you don't need to baby-proof your house anymore. Because they know how to distinguish good from evil. Are you understand what I'm saying? Many of us, the same sins, 20 years ago, we still committing it over. We are not be able to distinguish between darkness and light. Anytime you say no to evil, you are growing. You, are, you didn't hear me. Every time you say no to a temptation, you are growing. You are taking a step forward. Because God is able to help you get to the place that he wants you to get to. Can we grow up today? I want you to stand up one second. Somebody need to pray a very simple prayer today and say, God, 
I need to grow. It doesn't matter the level of maturity you are. Whether you are an infant or a young adult, an adult or a senior, wherever you are, God said there is still room to grow. There is still room to grow. I want to talk to God. I don't know what you have heard today. Remove every dullness from your ears. Father, remove every noise. May the word that I've heard today become a life in my spirit. Because I need to move on. I need to move on. Will you take a moment? Everybody pray for yourself. I'm going to step aside. Let you just talk to God. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Hope for All Nations, a Calvary Worship Center podcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And that as you spend time in his presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. You are also most welcome to join us for our in-person worship services. If you are in Western Canada, we have locations in Surrey, BC and Westminster, BC, as well as Calgary, Alberta. In Washington State, we have a location in Bellingham and a location in Ghana. You can find out more information at calvaryonline.ca. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.